It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, it sounds like the quarterback rotation is here to stay. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen. Every single day joining us as he does every single Tuesday for a little Charlie Tuesday action. It's Auburn message board legend, Charlie five. You were hurting Saturday night as yeah. the rest of the Auburn fan base. I went stunk and there's a lot of frustrations about the offense. Hugh freeze yesterday at his press conference said, Hey, the quarterback rotation's not going anywhere. He's going to continue to play both quarterbacks moving forward and I think the the beautiful part of having coach freeze as your coach is he's telling you the truth there's nothing to like decipher normally when we recap a press conference as so I believe him I don't think he's trying to you know lead Mississippi State astray or anything like that I I believe him and I think the balance that you'll see between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford will look similar to what we saw this past Saturday yeah, it, I mean it, it does, and I know that's I know on the surface that's that's concerning, okay? Because co- like rational, like rational, I guess knowledge would lead you to believe that you know playing two quarterbacks doesn't seem to work. That, uh, you know, it messes up the flow and what whatever. I get all that. I get all that, and I'll tell you who else gets that is Hugh Freeze because if. The reason you're panicking over this is because you may think that this is what you see at Auburn forever. But if you actually go back and look at uh, his whole career, this is not this is nothing along the lines of what what he's done. I, I feel like I've heard people try to say he's done this before at Liberty. Oh, Charlie Five, I get comments every day. This is what he did at Ole Miss and Liberty. This is what he did at Ole Miss. Respectfully to the people that say that, they are a thousand percent incorrect he if you take all the years he was at Ole Miss all the years he was at Liberty where he didn't have an injury now his last year at Liberty he played a bunch of different quarterbacks because he had injuries in 2016 Chad Kelly got hurt Shea Patterson had to play but when he's had healthy quarterbacks the backups total see 10 percent of the snaps okay so Robbie seeing 26 27 percent of the snaps okay so this is clearly an outlier of I, I i i don't understand all the ins and outs of the game plan i can guess i can try to guess that hey maybe this is the way that he feels like we can control the ball a little bit more maybe we can extend maybe extend drives and not throw interceptions trying to do whatever you can to do to maybe run the ball and and and, and just keep the ball away from the you know the old misses and the lsu's and, and guys like that uh, that that's the only really explanation that I can have. But for whatever it is, 
he feels like that right now this is the only option we really have, whether that be not trusting uh, Thorne, not trusting Robbie, not trusting the receivers, not trusting the offensive line. I, I don't think – you can see it on his face. Like, I don't think this is what his vision for Auburn football is. Like, this is not the, the vision of Auburn football. And you could say there's no excuses, and I agree with that. If you yeah. have misses, if, missing, miss, if you miss on evals or you miss on recruits, and this is what, you know, you see – this is what you see because of that – I mean, that's not an excuse. You got to get better. But I think I, I, I kind of think that's like he understands that. And and that's that's the plan moving forward. That's why I'm recruiting my tail off. I'm I'm recruiting up until kickoff. Um, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw many brand new faces, especially in at the skill position uh on offense next year. Yeah, I, th- I think you're gonna see it at quarterback too. I, I'm just so to push back a little bit, and, and I really don't disagree with you, but to push back on specifically the part where you say he's doing what's necessary. What he so, feels is necessary. Sure. And, and I wonder, we're speculating here, but like I wonder why he would feel that, assuming you're correct. I wonder why he feels that because, I mean, I get it. It's close between the two. I think we saw that Saturday night. There's not a crazy amount of difference between the two. I do think the gap between Peyton's ability to throw and Robbie's ability to throw is larger than Robbie being a better runner than than Peyton, if that makes sense. But like, I I don't think you can deny that there's a spark when Robbie comes in. So like, is that worth it? So I I don't know because we all agree on what the bigger issue here is. I don't think it's quarterback. I think it's the receivers, to be sure. honest. And there's going to be a big chunk of the fan base that rolls their eyes at that. But I, I do think. The pass catchers is a bigger problem than the wide receiver or than the quarterbacks are. And I don't I don't know why changing quarterbacks fixes that. My gut would tell me that it hurts that because the timing changes, even if it's a little bit, the timing still changes based off of your quarterback that's back there. But if they're so intent on running both quarterbacks often, you you don't want either of them to get hurt. Maybe they're just trying to lighten the load and treat them almost like running backs. It's That's really the only way I can think of playing multiple quarterbacks helping, helping your offense in this situation. And the only thing that I can really like compare it to, it'd be like small ball and baseball. Like you're just trying your best to manufacture a run because your regular offense, you either don't have, like I said earlier, you don't have a quarterback that you trust to make the right decision, yeah. make the right throw, and then when they do, they they don't make the right catch. So or they don't make the they don't make the catch. So you're trying mm-hmm. to uh call the best play every single play versus like and that that will be like formation wise that that's why we have all these substitutions because I just don't like that's not ever been a Hugh Freeze thing. It's been fast, no subbing, RPO, throw the ball down the field, and you have to ask yourself why or why is he not doing it? It's because I mean the only answer I can come up with is that he just doesn't think that we have the personnel to do that and not get completely blown out. You know. Do uh, you think he's trying to please too many people? How how could this be pleasing at all? <laughs> is what I would. If you don't want Robbie to leave, if you don't want Robbie to transfer, if you see him being you know a part of the team moving forward, that I, I think that would make sense. I mean, does anything that I I I don't I don't know that that's I, maybe I don't maybe. either. I'm I, just asking the question. 
I think I, I, I don't think so because I don't know that I, I wouldn't be shocked if neither Robbie or Thorne is here next year. So I don't think either of them are here, and I don't think Holden Garner's here next yeah, year. Yeah, and there's a whole there's a whole brand new quarterback room next year. So if you're if if you're if you're doing that, I feel like if you're trying to keep Robbie, you would want him to play more. You would want him to play more. Like you'd want him to play he all. He played this. a lot Saturday. It was like it, I have right here. Peyton had. 36 snaps and Robbie had 22 snaps. Like that's, I think that's the most he's had all year, if I'm not mistaken. He's when he didn't like come in and play full drives. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's, I think that's some of the most, most, uh, the proportion wise, I think that's probably some of the most he's had all year. So I don't know. I just think you don't have a, you're trying to find, you just, again, you got two packages. You feel like you're trying to uh, find a spark somewhere and your defense is playing good. So if you can just break off one play. So, like, don't screw up. Don't throw interceptions. Don't fumble. If you can just break off one play, like the Jarquez long run, if yeah. that could have happened again, like if you break a run or something, uh, a trick play. I know you hated the trick play. I I mean, what do you – when is a, bad, when is a good time to call a trick play? Like, when not, is a good time not, to – Not when you're on the edge of field goal range. That's so, when sure. is it? When do you call a trick? So you only call trick plays on your side of the field? Is that the, is that the rule? I don't know. I'm just asking. Or, or if it's if you're going to lose eight to ten yards off of it, you know, you want to stay in field goal range when the game's that close. Yeah, I think so. It's again though, like every play is a bad play if it doesn't work. If 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 uh, the running back, I forget his, uh, he's 23, the freshman. What's his Cobb? If Cobb yeah, just simply, if Cobb just simply doesn't run into the linebacker and like just runs his route, like doesn't run straight into him, it's an easy, it's an easy pass for a first down. Like there's nobody over there. Like the play, the play worked. You just had your guy running. He ran directly. I mean, maybe into the linebacker. it may have worked. Right? It would have. I mean, it, there was nobody over there. There's nobody over there. And yeah. people, here's another thing. Here's another thing. People saying, "Oh, I heard him say." Double pass, double pass. If you watch the film, nobody caught it until right before Thorn or Thorn clapped his hands. You look at if you look at it right before he clapped his hands, you hear somebody start yelling double pass. I, I mean, again, I don't want to. I, I just think that play does so much more if you let Robbie do it, not Holden. But then everybody's keying on Robbie. Nobody knows who. Yeah, but at least something's on tape. Is. At least something's on tape at that point. You know, they're never going to do that again, right? Like they, nobody's got to prep for Holden Gurn or going out a wide receiver again. But nobody ever prepped for him to go in prior either, or or maybe in the game period. I'm just saying, yeah. like, there's there's a yes. whole lot of hunt. I, I I don't I didn't have as much a bigger problem with that play. You're trying to make something happen, and it, the play would have worked had there not have been a little bit of. And then Th Garner can't throw the ball away. That's another. That's another thing because it's a double pass because that'd be intentional grounding. So you got your your receiver that was going to be open. I don't know. I can't figure that's out. That's easy why. to adjust. I mean, you can just throw a super low ball or something like that in maybe that scenario. So. Maybe so. Maybe so. But again, yeah. you're just trying trying so hard to find find some some kind of something, and you're just having so much trouble. And it's it's sad. It's it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch because you know those kids are fighting their tails off. You could see the effort. I think. Sure. Mostly in most places you can see the effort and you can see they're putting in the work and they want it so bad. Um, it, yeah, it's hard to watch. Absolutely. All right. The path though gets easier. I think, I think we discuss in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs is the best place 
to get new talent for your small business. You can go to linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. And the great thing about LinkedIn is there's a bunch of people already there. They've got access to millions of people, millions of professionals, and they've already kind of got some of their information as far as what they want to do for work. And so you can use all of these different screening tools to help locate the people that you want to apply for the job and eventually hire. So right now, head over to linkedinjobs.com slash college as they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash college. That is LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Charlie Five, our guest on this Charlie Tuesday. Moving forward, Mississippi State at home. I know there's a lot of people very concerned about Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and Arkansas. I'm fine with you being concerned with it, but I believe Auburn will be favored in these games. Auburn is favored against Mississippi State on Saturday. And so far, what we've learned about this team, Charlie Five, is they have beaten teams that they are better than and more talented than and they've sure. lost to teams that they are less talented than. Sure. Now you go into it. This is the next three teams you play, all conf- next four teams you play, three of them being SEC teams, you are more talented than, I believe. Yeah. And so far, based off of what we've seen, I, I, I think Auburn should be in situations where they should expect to win these games. Here's here's something else I think that's I think you need to look at is, you know, but you you've heard Hugh talk about it against LSU, and you heard him talk about it against Ole Miss, and maybe even to some extent against uh, you know Georgia. Is can, we got to control the ball, we got to not get in a scoring contest. I don't necessarily think you have to have that mindset against any of these any of these teams because I don't right. think their offenses are so high powered that if you have a stall out. Uh, you could be down by 14. But, like, if they get the ball, they score, and then you stall and they score again, then you're down 14 points. I don't necessarily think that's going to be a situation. So maybe maybe you can run a little bit more tempo. Maybe you can run a little bit more, uh, you know, throw the ball around a little bit. And I'm hoping that, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like that's what you're going to see. I'm hoping that's what we see a little bit. You, you, you don't necessarily have to protect your defense so much like you did the past several weeks in theory, you know, protecting your defense. And, you know, to give to give some credit, I mean, I'm not I'm, again, you're not talking about moral victories because you still got to make it happen, but you're in the game uh, other than LSU. You're in the game late in all these games. You just never were able to find that spark. And then eventually it breaks, the dam breaks, uh, and, and then you get behind. So well, maybe and you, can, this, and you can kind of feel it coming, right? And that's yeah, what the frustrating sure. with Ole Miss, I mean, we all kind of felt what was going to happen. We were just hoping it wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And um, obviously never did, but you just kind of got the feeling, like, okay, Auburn's going to you know, go back and forth and then run out of gas, which is sadly what happened. And, and, I'm, and I'm, hope, I'm thinking like these next couple of games, you don't have to go into the game. You can go in the game a little bit freer 
on offense, yeah. a little bit freer. You don't have to necessarily worry about trying to protect anything. You just go let it rip. And uh, I, I'm that's honestly, honestly, that's kind of what I'm expecting against Mississippi State. I'm expecting uh, to to go out there and, and 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 move the ball around and move it with a little tempo. There's probably still going to be some packages uh, uh, between quarterbacks. Hopefully, you know, it's not the in the middle of the drive type stuff, unless it's, Hey, we got it down to the red zone and we're going to switch it out, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I don't, I don't, I think either quarterback could have success um, with just a little bit of tempo, a little bit of getting the ball out quicker. I, I think, I think both, both quarterbacks could have success over this next four game stretch. And this is where you got to have it. If you're trying to get to a bowl, uh, the, the, you know, bowl eligibility, you you pretty much got to run the table over these next four games, and I think I think we're capable of it. Yeah, I mean, you only got to win three of them to be bowl eligible. Exactly, and I think I think that happens. I mean, I don't. I mean, it'd be a major disappointment if Auburn went anything worse than three three and one in these next four games, right? Like if Auburn goes sure. two and two in these next next four games, that's brutal. Like that yeah, is that would be a gut punch, big time. So big time gut punch. Here's what can't happen. They can't do what Arkansas did where, okay, they played this brutal schedule, right? Arkansas, they lose five games in a row and it's like, okay, after, and I talked to, you know, John neighbors about it after, uh, you know, he hosts locked on Razorbacks and he's like, okay, once we, once we play Bama, like we get Mississippi state. And what have we been saying, right? Like once you get out of this four game stretch of A&M, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss, it's like, okay, we get Mississippi State. And they got Mississippi State, not in the way that they thought they were going to. That can't exactly. happen to us or, you know, the season is over. Like, the season would fall apart at that point. Yeah, you're going to have you, – you probably see some serious I, – I would imagine if you if you go out there and you score three points or, or something like the Arkansas performance, you're going to have serious stat – I would imagine you'd have to have some staff shake up or, or something, something big – to show that you're, you know, scrapping everything and trying to find, you know, find something to move forward. You know, I feel like, you know, um, Pittman had to do that, uh, get rid of Enos to kind of maybe hopefully buy him some more time. I, I, I don't know, but that that would be a humongous letdown to have another game. I, I'm just, I can't imagine. I, I just don't. It'd be see bad. It. It'd be terrible. I, I, it could be bad, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and I do think Auburn will eventually have staff shakeups, but I do think it'll be after the Iron Bowl. That's just sure. my gut feeling. I hope it's that. I hope it's actually. Yeah, that's the best case. And if you're going to have a staff shakeup, you want it to be after the season, right? So sure. Yeah, because uh, I, I just don't see Hugh Freeze like taking over as play caller this year. I think he would have done it by now if that was in the cards. So no, and there's just no winning. Like, there's no way you can really win from a vision yeah, she, or image perspective at this point in time. Right. I said yeah. it sort of tongue in cheek a few weeks ago. Um, you know, you're right. You're right. But, but and I don't think, but I don't think that it's it was planned this way. I, I don't sure. think it was planned this way for that reason. I think you know Hugh wanted to stay out of it to recruit, and I still mm -hmm. think if if he could or if he felt like he could, he would stay completely out of it and just recruit, and hopefully we get to the six or seven wins. But I, I mean, for whatever reason, again, we're not there. I, I just, I just know that this is not who he is. It's not who he's ever been with. Been. If you say that, you're just factually incorrect. He has never run this type of offense of split packages with quarterbacks at the rate of having your guy have 26 to 27 percent of the snaps. Mm -hmm. That's never happened. That's never happened. So he's. We've got. 
I just don't – that's not the vision. Move, that can't be the vision moving forward. It's, it's not going to be the vision moving forward. So, uh, you know, for whatever reason, he's got – he feels like he's got to step in and make it happen. So, um, hopefully, you know, they get it figured out over this week and you can go – we need it. The fan base needs it. The fan base needs it. They've showed up – they've showed up big time, two big uh, SEC games. You've been in them, but you've sort of laid in it and two eggs – uh, so to speak, offensively, and you're just wondering how much can they keep, how much more can they keep coming to the, you know, coming and and, and giving it all like that. So yeah, uh, we need it bad. Right, we do need it bad, and I, I think we can get it. Uh, it's going to be a new looking offensive line, Charlie Five. Yes, and I think that's good for the future of this program. We discuss in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a beautiful and very nice refrigerator behind Charlie Five. He won that because he's so good at playing prize picks, and you can too. Prize picks, uh, it's you against the numbers. You don't have to worry about the sharks or anything like that. Um, you pick more or less on um, on two to six player stat projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in for Auburn offense. Just go less. Just go less consistently, and you're probably going to be right up to this point. But all joking aside, you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then you can place your entry. It's really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in like 60 seconds or less. Charlie Five, you play prize picks as well. Um, it's very, very fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for our first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Daily fantasy sports made easy. That's prize picks. Charlie Five joining us on this Charlie Tuesday. So Hugh Freeze yesterday said, and I kind of hinted this on yesterday's show, but Avery Jones is doubtful for Saturday, it sounds like. Connor Lou will go in his stead if that is the case. And just talking to folks around the program, within the program, whenever Connor Lou comes up, they light up. And they're sure. like, that just... They always have to add, he's not a freshman. He's not a freshman. He doesn't play like a freshman. You talk to other players, they say, oh, we think he's a junior. Like He plays like he's a junior. And it's just so nice because Avery Jones comes in, and we're like, this guy's played so much college football. And the fact that he's being compared to this guy who's been playing college football for five minutes speaks the world of Connor Liu, in my opinion. And I think just knowing that, okay, Connor Liu's going to be your starting center next year unless something crazy happens. You've got Muskrat and Xavion Miller coming back. You may have Dylan Wade coming back. We'll see what the NFL thinks of him at the end of the year. It's going to be nice to have multiple offensive linemen returning, Charlie Five. I, I think that's going to be a really, really fun part of this. But yeah, Connor Lou, give him as many reps as possible. Yeah, hate it for hate it for Avery Jones. But Thanks. I yeah. think for the long term of Auburn having a essentially a three-year starter uh, at center is, is a big, big deal. Um, and barring injury or something crazy happening, uh, this was one of Hughes' immediate re uh, recruiting wins when he got here uh, to go to uh, to go sh go down there and get him from my you know uh, 
get him to flip for Miami. So uh, it's it's a big deal. I'm happy for him. I kind of thought it was a matter of time. Midway through the season, towards the end of the season, I kind of felt like he was going to take over at some point, uh, either at guard or maybe centered uh, if there was an injury or something like have to move somebody around. I just always felt like eventually he would be part of that put the five best guys out there. And mm -hmm. he's in there. He played good. He played really good uh, a Saturday, and I'm excited to see how to kind of build that offensive line around him. And, you you, you know, you mentioned several guys that return. There's another guy, Dylan – is it Dylan Cinda, I think, the Northwestern yeah. kid who, who pushed who – pushed quickly in fall camp at, at, at one of the guard spots. And, and I think he even played some right tackle. So you do have some options. Maybe it's not as huge as a bring in five dudes from the portal uh, to plug this up. Maybe you just get, you know, a, a couple here or there, shore up some spots and uh, you can, you got something to kind of build off of. Yeah. I mean, replacing Gunnar Britton's a big deal, right? I mean, that's, sure. that's going to be huge, but you can find, hopefully you can find another guy of that caliber in the portal, and you, maybe you focus all of your efforts on him instead of trying to get like four or five guys from the portal. We'll see. We'll see how they handle that moving forward. But I personally love the future of this offensive line, and that's something we haven't been able to say in a long time. And I think they've done fine. Freeze praised them a little bit yesterday um, in their ability to run block, specifically Avery. But it's like I think all of these guys, the more that they're in the system, the more they're going to benefit from it. And so I think all of these guys coming back next year, assuming they do, I think Wade's the one that's most up in the air. I think you would agree with that. Wade would be like getting a, a, a if you could get him to stay, that'd be just as good as getting a top guy, top guy from the portal. So yeah, that's, you know, that's a good way to look at it. While. Yeah, yeah, make it worth yeah. his while if you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and and I don't know if like the NFL is going to love Dylan Wade. Like he's not tall enough to play tackle at the next level. I don't think there's very few yeah. tackles that size. So, you know, he may project to be a guard at the next level. And it's like, well, you know, are you going to make as much money doing that? Genuinely don't know. So that's exactly your, your top draft picks are typically going to be your, your tackles. And like if your guards, you can get guards by the dozens late, mm -hmm. late in the draft. So do you, you know, it all I think all of that's going to depend on his NFL grading. Like whenever he's, I'm sure he's going to go through the, through the process, and he should. I, I would, I would encourage him to do that. Absolutely, yeah. If you get a Dylan Wade back, now you're talking. You know, not, that'd now be huge. Yeah. yeah, that'd be huge. You get one other guy, uh, and then you're, you're you're set. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great situation to be in. So, uh, Charlie Five, thank you for your time as always, okay. my friend. How can people check out everything? Um, everything you've got going on? Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie under, underscore Five. Locked on Auburn Discord. AuburnLive.com the corner message board or weekly on the dab by golf pod. Yeah. And you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com and become a locked on Auburn insider by clicking the link in the episode description down below. We will see you tomorrow. This has been locked on Auburn. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.